Hey folks, we're back. It's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, episode 154. Way to go, Joel. My, have the tables have turned. Welcome back, everybody. It's goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tell Us from New Orleans, episode 153. Spencer gets to make fun of me. 154. Four. Thank you. For, Again, uh, For the top of show fuck-ups. Boy, so much for a fucking chemo brain. Wow. Being sharp over here. No, I'm one of these people who, like, I, I, I'm so empathetic. I'm so overly empathetic as a human being that I take on the traits of the people around me. If you brag about being overly empathetic, then uh, maybe I'm not. Then maybe empathetic. you're borderline sociopathic. I don't think I'm sociopathic. I think that's strong, but I could see that there's just some flaws. In maybe me. that's a little too strong. There's yeah, that's going a little too far. Joel. The sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I take some sort of objection to that. To I don't know. I'm just afraid if you're too empathetic, you end up like Norman Bates. Maybe something. egomaniac. Is maybe maybe egomaniac. Egomania. Maybe that's closer. Okay. To All the right. truth. Okay, I retract sociopath. No, thank you. I'm gonna go with oh, egomaniac. Yeah, sure. But I am a super empathetic guy, and I tend to pick up like the accents of people I'm around, and like the mannerisms of them. And when my friend has chemo brain, I like pick up the chemo brain too. <laughs> it's transferable. It is. Yeah, it just it, comes right across. I know. It just goes right through this our brand new PreSonus mixing console, that's and true. goes right into other people's brains. So we had, you see how I did that plug? That was pretty good. Right? PreSonus, everybody. Check it out. Great equipment. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Fantastic sponsor of the show. Thank you. Um, fake plug of the week. Wait. Fake plug of say, the week. Wait. Are we getting paid yet? Fake plug <laughs> of the week. <laughs> um, sorry. So we were potentially this week, guys, going to have a former guest of the show, good friend of the pod, of the good uh-huh, life, uh-huh. Matthew right. Goldman. Oh, that, oh, that's right. Yeah, I was I was lining that up. You were lining it up. Yeah. I was lining it up. I imagine it's a very busy time in the year for uh, the Jazz Fest people, and uh, especially given the events that transpired this past week. Right, made it difficult. I'm sorry. I just I came in. I just want. I just off no, the diving board and into that. That's segue. what I was looking for. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, we had happens. We, we were going to talk about the lineup and everything, and then what day was it of the week that we realized that uh, the the Rolling Stones had canceled their tour. I think it was two days ago. Yeah, it was Sunday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Sunday. Yep. It, was over the, it was over the weekend. Which and, they canceled their whole North a, American tour. And of course, yeah. they would have known about that like end of week before it got publicly released, probably. Mm, no, don't I, don't so? think, I don't think so. I oh. think that uh, the, from the stories that I read, uh, I think everybody was. I think yeah. that Quinn Davis woke up at about, you know, I mean, London's like, what, eight, eight and a half hours ahead right. of uh, <laughs> where we're at right now. So probably sometime around four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, got a phone call from the Rolling Stones manager saying that um, all of them, being the age that they are, before the tour starts, have to go and get some kind of routine physical. And Mick Jagger went and got it. And apparently it just it came out of the blue. You know, like the doctor was got like, it. you've got a <laughs> clogged aorta and it's got to be dealt with immediately. You cannot go on this tour, period. And... Um, and and I think it I think it blindsided everybody. I read that in the last like three months he's had a, both a great grandbaby and a baby. <laughs> Wait, I mean so it's very believable. One of the few human beings who has a baby who's younger than a great grandbaby. The great grandbaby. Yeah, it's kind of like, like the Walder Frey of rock and roll. He's the Walder. <laughs> That's a good call, man. It's a good one, man. 
Spence, yeah. we got to take the laptop out of here. So timely. We 12 days until Game 12 of Thrones. 12 days till Thrones. That's right. <laughs> we got to take the laptop out of your out of your hands permanently. You're, you're better on the mic. <laughs> Speaking of the, the laptop, folks, uh, we're getting things worked out here because uh, Joel's got a brand new laptop over there and he's been rocking it. There's a little... <laughs> We we got to figure out because there's a little time delay right there, you know. So uh, we're we're kind of making fun of that right now. But, yeah, uh, well, that's it's not Joel's fault. You get you know? Google eh, whatever. Not I, I, I could have worked it out. It's a Google laptop. I could have worked it out. But so you, yeah. Um. So t- with the Jazz Fest, one of the things that I wanted to talk to our friend Manny G, who's like one of the top people at Jazz Fest, had he come on this week, was about just the lineup in general, but the kind of radical decision that we haven't talked about on the podcast yet to book a band for the jazz fest and while that band is playing not have any other music going on in the rest of the festival that's a pretty radical decision but once again i don't i'm uncertain that that requirement came from or it was a concept that came from jazz fest. it came from the stones i think it came from stones management but, well, they, but i don't they, know but i think at the same time though they're just like we're, we're we are you know there's three bands that are the biggest uh, bands in the world and we're one of them and we get what we want. Well, I know, think so. not only that, but it's sure. also at the same time. It'd be it would be kind of shitty to ask anyone else to play at the same time as the Rolling Stones. I would go see eight other bands during the Rolling Stones. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean that's anecdotal, and that's to you. That's you to know? you. I and, mean, yeah. the majority totally, of the people to- would be filling up that area, and all the other places would be empty, and be like Elton John all over again. That's totally data driven. In fact, <laughs> I've done polling. Oh yeah, <laughs> I said uh, being done by uh, by JK. Is that by the same campaign it's manager? Booking, no, no, no. Jdvbooking.com. Oh, I'm sorry, it's by your other company. Jdvbooking.com. JKJ. Joel knows Joel. Joel knows Joel. Joel knows Joel pulling. Joel knows Mole. <laughs> Joel Mole. Joel knows Joel pulling. Joel Mole pulling. Joel Mole pulling. Too many inside jokes here, folks. But uh, but yeah, I I've done some straw pulling. And I think that people, <laughs> and I think that, I think that people would, I would go see, you know, uh, Mavis Staples, one of the Rolling Stones, are playing happily. Um, I just, I think that it was, you know, it has to do with price, and it has right. to do with uh, the stones, at the stones, and yeah. and that the, and probably they're just like, you know, think of themselves as so large that they're like nobody else can play or whatever. I, I haven't seen anything like that actually at any other festival because you and I have been I mean we <laughs> we we uh, uh, notably sat backstage during the U2 concert and deemed U2 not really worth going to see right uh, at Bonnaroo, at Bonnaroo yeah. you know and if there is no festival larger than Bonnaroo I mean maybe Coachella is I don't know but yeah Bonnaroo is easily in the top three of all the festivals in the country Definitely. and there was no similar requirement and I actually looked at a Listing of the top bands in the world, and it was based on what they charge for a live performance. Mm. And U two is number one. Got it. I think the Stones are number two. We also we also saw the Police at Bonnaroo as well. <laughs> yeah, they were they were bad, man. It well, no, I like I like the Police, but it's they just, just weren't very good. Mm. Yeah, they just I just felt like the rehearsal wasn't up to snuff, you know, and like they they threw it together quickly. And, and generally speaking, you know, like talking about that show is that Stuart Copeland is usually, I think, the one that is behind the impetus, you know, because he's a really, he's this like high energy kind of guy. If you've ever seen any interviews with him, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, 
and Andy Summers is kind of not. You know what I mean? So I think he was. I think Summers is kind of like, yeah, whatever. Well, I think what we really need payday. to try and figure out is since they haven't said anything about a refund for all the people who bought tickets for the Stones Day. Who are they going to get in this little amount of time to replace them? Nice segue, Spencer. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Um, <clears throat> you said he was better on the mic than because, he was on the computer. Exactly, because it, 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 it leads... It, it, it's, the segue <laughs> is from your point about rehearsal time, I think. Yes. So, yeah. you know, because it's... Pr- that who to, to Spencer's question... Well, it's not just that, but like who, who can, is as big as the stone? Who's as big, who's as available, available yeah. and have the time to do the proper rehearsal and for And it's as big that like they this. wouldn't be able to be like, here's a full-out refund. Well, look, I mean, you do... I mean, if you have a coherent band that's willing to do it just because they're like, look, I mean, it's the 50th anniversary of the Jazz Festival and then, you know, we love those guys down there, et cetera, et cetera. Or there's we a, really do. But or, just for the record, we yeah, love yeah, those yeah. guys. I love the Jazz Festival. Well, love or, Jazz or, or I'm just talking about specifically the band might have a relationship, personal relationship with some of the people, you know, like sure. Quinn Davis or somebody like that. And, uh, and you know, uh, a month is not an insufficient amount of time to, like, get a, to get a nice show together. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, like, are you going to spend the amount of economic uh, 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 expenditure that it takes, like, you know, because these guys are getting paid to rehearse. Yeah. Right? You know, like, there's... And the manager is involved in it. If, if just to do a one-off, well, you know, I mean, that's the, whole the idea also is that this is get somebody, to be a full-out set by the Stones that people paid for. Um, it was just... No, I know. and they and But they also had a tour plan, which means that they've been... Yeah rehearsing all this time yeah, no, and they getting were doing, ready. No, that is what I mean. They were right. going to do the whole tour show for Jazz Fest that night. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that makes so sense. So that's the thing. Like, it's probably a good hour and a half or so, like possibly two hours set that like, they're not talking about refunding tickets for yet. But well, dude, I wasn't... They're going to refund the tickets. I wasn't kidding around to. when I said this to... Yeah, I, I just put it out half-jokingly on Facebook. Wu-Tang. Right, right. Because oh, I'm like, that'd be sweet. see, everybody would like that. Oh, who's not a baby boomer? Like, fucking Prince you know? Hall. Oh, that would be sweet. I, no, here's the thing about Wu Tang. That last year they have that they had this re getting back together coalescing thing that was going on in October and November, and they did a bunch of shows. They did some live appearance. I think they went well, on they Kimmel. Had, they had an album come and out. They had an album they come had an out. Album come out. Yeah, right. Exactly. So. They're they're in the mix and have been talking about touring and doing all this stuff. Like so, for me, I was like, it was kind of half serious, half joking. Um, like nobody's listening to what the fuck I'm saying, you know. But at the same time, I'm like, who can you think of who's that big? And of course, like it's kind of to Derek's point in the last uh, episode. Um, if you're just talking in a room full of white people, you're just going to get white bands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Wu Tang's as big. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they they like that would be as big as the fucking stones yeah. minus the baby boomers. That's right. You know, it would be Gen X and everybody now. That's right. And, and Gen, I mean, Gen X is Gen Z. Everyone's and, alive still except for ODB. So. And, and I thought also exactly that. Uh, that means that the Jazz Fest would be positioning itself for the future. You know what I mean? Like, like even though, even though we're talking about a band of of guys that are essentially our age, Joel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like they're like in their late. 40s but at the same whatever. time, they they want to do that. You know right. what I mean? Like, like. But yeah. what was it? Like, when when I work for the jazz fest, like they constantly emphasize like going and getting young, uh, getting images of younger people 
in the crowd because that that's the that's the image that they want to portray and 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 who can blame them for that because every festival has got to be looking you know five years into the future ten years into the future and, what and, what is the and, landscape going to look like and the and 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 the what you call it in New York Madison Avenue it's twenty one to thirty five that's what they care about that's what they care about there yeah right exactly and then when you're talking about VIP stuff and a band like Wu Tang and other bands that are meaningful to our uh, peaked time in terms of music, you know, they they're looking to sell those VIP uh, entertainment passes to uh, the knobby need forty uh, five year olds and older uh, who are still interested in going to see live music like us, huh. and they, that's not an insubstantial amount of people as well, um, especially when you're talking about a festival like Jazz Fest because Jazz Fest has an appeal to a wide range. Uh, jazz Fest's demographic appeal is is really unique, I think. It's, amongst, the, it's the widest. It's the widest I've, I've ever, ever seen. seen. Ever. In terms yeah, that's of, also I, like the one issue with like having Wu Tang replace the Stones would be the outrage of like the people who already bought the tickets. I know, for, but, like, but but expecting the Stones. But you do a refund first, yeah, exactly. and then you would do a replacement. Well, you're doing that and, anyway. There's no way that you're going to be able to replace the Stones with another band and make people yeah keep their tickets. The refund's going to happen. And the thing that I wonder about is this. Is I know. I always thought it'd be cool if maybe like they got the Kinks to come. The Kinks are going on tour. That's not a bad call, you know, but they're not as they're not as big as Rolling Stones. But the and well, I mean, the other thing is that Ray Davies That's got only Ray Davies got shot too. in the ass they're in New Orleans. So I don't know if he ever wants to come back to New Orleans. <laughs> Wait. How that happen? Ray Davies got shot in the butt. Yeah, say the New story. Orleans. Tell the story, Jeff. <clears throat> Apparently there was some kind of robbery that happened on Esplanade Avenue and he was I don't know if there he was recording a record, he was just hanging Where out did down this here. Happen? Um, it happened in the early 2000s, I want to say. Um, and he was uh, witnessed uh, some sh- minor street crime. And, you know, it, it got his dander up. And he, and he was like, you can't do that. And he went after this guy who, like, robbed this woman's purse. And the guy turned around and pointed a gun at him. And he was like, oh, fuck. And he turned the opposite <laughs> way and he got shot in the butt. And And then I'm like... <laughs> And and so it was like a big headline. I'm like, oh great, that's just what New Orleans needs. Ray Davies gets shot in the ass. <laughs> you know, I wanted him to be okay, and he was. You know, I mean, I think maybe getting shot in your butt with a small caliber, th- uh, a, a, was a like handgun. A or something? I don't know if it was <laughs> or not, a, but it's a kind of a good you know, story. If you get if that you, is good, I think that's maybe the best place you could get shot. I mean, he's <laughs> that's just a great New Orleans story. And like, I, to me, like that's either gonna repel you from here or really endear it. Well, to he, you. you know how many times he's told that story. He's re- oh. he's regaled rooms. He's held court telling the story. When you get shot in the butt in New Orleans with a small firearm and don't get critically injured, you've got fodder for plenty of cocktail. Well, artists. especially also when you're like trying to be engaged in an act of heroism. That's what I'm. That's what I'm you saying. Know? How many times? Then you become like this. Super, how many times yeah. has he told that story? I think over under is like 250. Look, I I don't think that people would be. I I agree with you, Joel, and I don't think that people would be as enthusiastic about the Kinks because they don't have as wide of a spread as the Rolling Stones. But I, I think, don't know. To me, it's only in popularity that they're inferior. But just from from all of the standpoints of of who's available and what could be booked now, I think that's a good call. That Eric Clapton said he's no longer touring, but oh, him doing get, a one off show. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you what my theory was? And you may have seen this on Facebook, Jeff. What I would like to see the Jazz Fest do, if I had a seat at the table, this is what I would like them to do. 
And DJ Soul's sister chimed in with something, a similar idea. And other people have too. But I would like all the headliners that are the late afternoon shows before, you know, that when the rest of the stages were going to be dark while the Stones were playing. So you elevate everyone that were playing those like four thirty shows, elevate them to headlining status. Folks, if you don't go to Jazz Fest, that Thursday is known as Locals Day. It's always been Locals Day, right? So they added a new Thursday, which is now the Locals Day for this year and the 50th anniversary. Well, there's two Locals Days. Local. Well, there's one well the Rolling Stones day. day is not clear. No, that was correct. I said but locals the ro- days. But the but the but the it That's is. Correct. But the but the Rolling Stones day wasn't a local day. <clears throat> so they added a new day for the first time in Jazz Fest. These are like, no, that's not true. Actually, these are critical changes. I'm sorry to say that um, they did. They had like two years in the early 2000s where they had where they had two Thursdays. They had, they had eight day festivals. Oh, yeah. good to know. Yep, yeah. Interesting. They experimented with Jeff that. Deville, everybody, Kimo yeah. Ray. <laughs> Kimo Ray. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> that's <clears throat> so. Uh, stones. That's an actual thing, actually. By the way, that's in medical manuals. Chemo brain. Chemo brain. Oh yeah, that's what they talk about. Oh, you have. It. That's like fucking Joe versus the volcano when they're like, "You have a brain cloud." Right. You know, it's like, so, oh, is that a is that a technically is that a real thing? He's like, yes. Is that a brain the technical cloud. term? That's a technical yeah, term. But you read uh, this thing and it says. It? It says some people experience chemo brain, and my ego, my e- my egomania leads me to think that the stammering that I just did before you jumped in and saved me as I was stammering, yes, right, is because of your transference of chemo brain to me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's kind of like the first happened. time I heard because I have like an associative say. disorder, a transociative disorder. I don't know. Egomania. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> it's definitely not social. Just get away from sociopath, and I'm good. All right. Yeah, that's fine. So yeah. okay. Antisocial. So maybe. here, no. you're so, not antisocial. Oh, I'm very social. Yeah, exactly. So, so let's yeah, we put that one off well, the table. That's well, off the. Well, table. You're manically yeah. social. I'm, yeah. I'm manic. Okay. Sure. Overly so, social. Let's. Uh, think about this. Here's here, here here's what I think that the Jazz Fest should do. And I know it's not like anything that you guys are talking about, and it's probably not going to be a popular idea. But I think you take those people, all the bands that were local bands, that were playing those 430 slots or whatever, just push them to the headlining acts, and then take local, book new local bands to fill those slots, and then on the Acura stage where the Stones were going to play, bring in like the original meters or something like that. And then make the ticket like thirty bucks. Well, and, and just do super, super duper duper fiftieth anniversary, super duper 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 locals day. It's a lot of dupers. It's a lot of dupers. Yeah, but do the refund right for the Stones ticket. Well, yeah, people, of course. Right? Well, you, you gotta, they have to do that either way. There's what, no way they get the around. Max, what was the max out on that, man? I don't. Know. <clears throat> I think there were 185 bucks or something. No, but what was the po- population max out? Like how many people? Because it did sell out. It sold out. I, mean? yeah, I think it was like fifteen thousand. What? Really? No, thirty. Thirty? No. I would say more than that. No, 50, it was like eighty or something. Fifty probably. or eighty, probably. Yeah. What yeah. am I talking about, man? Yeah, that field can hold eighty. They were gonna reconf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But then they released new chemo brain. But they released new chemo. <laughs> they released. <laughs> we're gonna ride that till the end of the. Oh, I know. Show. Uh, yeah, right, right. Don't say <laughs> not it. just this show, but don't every say podcast. we're gonna ride it to the end. Every podcast, yeah, right. No, to the end of our podcast careers. <laughs> you gotta be careful. Right, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. Easy, Joe. <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ. 
God, there is a thing called the interwebs where someone can publish things that I say. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. So I think they should make it super duper, 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 duper locals day. I think that was an appropriate amount of dupers and make it like a $35 ticket. And just because it's the 50th, 50th anniversary, just go back to the day like it was for local th- Thursdays and make it the original meters with. And you know what? Go out of pocket and bring in someone like Jay-Z to like front the meters or something. And, surpri- and surprise everybody. But again, you know, don't, you, you got to don't. Don't even announce it. Like you gotta account spe- for the rehearsal time. And bring all in it. special guys. No, I know, but that's something that could be worked out. Right. There's stuff like that that can be worked out. Like sure. The original meters don't need that much time to rehearse. And if you just brought out someone like Jay Z for like three tunes, is what I'm saying. So make it like we're going back to the locals' day. It's going to be a cheap ticket, and then we're going to give you the 50th anniversary bonus. You know, go what, what are the original meters doing now that art is retired? By the way, uh, like expired. No or, art, art. No art isn't. Who's passed? Gone, no Charles. Charles passed. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, art is art's still with us, but he he retired. He's just like I can't do it anymore. Right. Yeah. So that uh, so it's not the original meters. Some version, but some but you get my point. Like something like the Ivan probably. It, it's not exactly. Yeah. It's some some version that has Neville's in it. You know. Yeah. yeah sure. Because I think Dumpster Funk's already playing that day. So yeah. That, right. 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 Know? Yeah. So that would make sense. But something. Yeah. You know. Sure. Somebody. Some. Some group that represents. You know the Alan Toussaint sort of tradition of New Orleans music or whatever. Or you Lil know? Wayne. Or you know, or something like Little Wayne. I'm down with that too. Uh, you know, again, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a host of of R&B hip hop acts that are as big as the Stones. But I think you and, make and, it like a and, a and a few of them are ready to come in. I know? think you like make you, it like you a, could book that a super jam type thing, though. Is what you do? Oh uh, well, okay. I could maybe maybe that you know has you, some validity. You know. And I, I, and I think you do. I think you do surprise just, special guests. I just feel like they're gonna. They want. It just felt like the Rolling Stones thing was like, you know, Quinn Davis waiting, you know, maybe years, you know, and and just pulling out all yeah, the no, stops. They wanted to do that. They so wanted. Bad. They wanted something. Well, super fucking special. That particular band you know? he was chasing for years and years and years, and there was a great article in the Advocate about it. Right. Right. It was a decade in the making. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you can just replace it, that magnitude, I'd, with yeah. another band at that level, like you two or whatever. When Quint, well, that's that, the thing. That All, every other band of that level has pretty much played before, or they're dead at this point. Like Michael Jackson, dead. Uh, you know, I don't think Michael Jackson played the Jazz Fest ever. No, but I'm just saying, like, like somebody who's that big of that like caliber. As the Rolling Stones, like with like that catalog of hits, you can't do holograms because it's daylight. Yeah. Dude, I hate to say it, Paul too, McCartney, man. Like, like he's not doing. You that. could do like no. you could do a Beatles hologram well, show. Paul McCartney. They had Paul McCartney. You know, I yeah, mean, I think he's played before. They had Elton John. You know, they've had a host of they've like these Bruce gigantic. They've, they've, they've had, had Bruce Springsteen multiple times. times. Paul Simon Springsteen multiple times. Too. Yeah, right. They've I, never I'm, had I'm Simon and Garfunkel. I'm with you, but Joel, I just feel like they're going. They're gonna try and go big. They're yeah. Even if they don't get there, you know, they're gonna try to get somebody t- 
to who's special because it's so they the, don't have to refund as many tickets. You think, or just because of the importance of the fiftieth? Well, I think I think what they'll do they might give like vouchers for like if you bought those tickets, you get exactly. That's, that's something along those lines where they, there'll be a partial refund, or you can have a choice you get, like, to roll over a like person or a portion of or... your purchase toward uh, you know the ticket for that day. And then you know, then this is the band that's going to be playing. But I, but I think that whoever it is is not going to come with the same set of requirements, yeah. you know, as so the Rolling you, Stones. So you, it's not going to be a cordoned off thing. You think anymore. they would? They would open up the rest. Of and the I think they're going to do already. God, I, I I've, so. I've read this. I hope they're. Gonna I guess it was Ages or some one of these local writers was talking mm-hmm. about that. You know, they already had the 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 acts that were playing at the other stages at four were already headlining acts, you know. So exactly. Like, That's what Tom I mean. Jones was like the guy is the four o'clock. Right. That's what or I'm the saying. three o'clock show that was happening at Gentilly. Yeah. Already. And everyone were con- So they pushed those guys to the back and then you gotta fill That's right. the That's stages, saying, you know, yeah. between four and seven. Exactly. And that's why I told him, I said, Ego Jubilee is available. Exactly. For the 50th anniversary. You it know, sh- so it like, should be Ego. It should be, uh, who else? Who, what other And local your boy's got band? cancer, so like, what you are, know, let's yeah. get us in there. Get, get, you know get I mean? you in there. Yeah. And what other local bands? Well, again, Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, but for those filling. Lil Wayne and Egg Yolk. No, those middle slots. Lil Wayne talking. featuring Egg Yolk Jubilee. That's what it should be. DJ Egg Yolk Jubilee? What'd you guys... Exactly. Who, DJ, some, someone posted that. DJ Egg Yolk Jubilee mashup? Who, who did that? On I Facebook? don't know. Maybe me. I no, don't someone. Know. No, wasn't you. I so, hope they did. Someone replied to your thing it's, and said <laughs> DJ... Egg Yolk. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I would so, love it. Yeah, I would yeah, love yeah. that. Man. That would require some rehearsal. If you had DJ Egg Yolk Jubilee with Doogie Fontaine, you'd have the best show. Dude, with Doogie Fontaine and sing. It's like Chris Rock opening for Metallica. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm down. I'm down with that. Man. Uh, if they did like a galactic featuring Jay Z thing, that would be sweet. Doogie Fontaine, you got to come on the podcast, dog. We're trying to get you on the podcast. Doogie for a had long his time, birthday man. the other day. He Doogie, had his birthday. He did. Happy birthday to Doogie Fontaine, yeah, by the right. way, man. I'm not sure how old he is, you know, but I mean, they call him a boy. Shout out of the week. Think, but Doogie. shout out of the week to Doogie Fontaine. He seems like he's like seven years old. Oh, shit. I didn't hit the thing. Doogie Fontaine. Happy birthday. <laughs> hey, I mean. Yeah, I got to remember to do both at the same time. Where, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. New yeah. gear. Yeah, you too, Spence. Go ahead. Fontaine. <laughs> nice. It's still on. We love the Echo. If you've listened to the podcast, everybody knows that we love the Echo. Um, look, man. Uh, just so I, I, yeah, I look. I wish them the best of luck. So do I. In, in getting it together, we love those guys because. Matty G, Dave Foster, Quinn, yeah, yeah, yeah. all you guys that work over at the Jazz. Sure, place. sure. Lots of love from us. I know. So many people are so quick to criticize. And I think that that's, uh, it's just silly. Like, um, you know, for people like Joel and myself who have a lot of experience working backstage at festivals with mm-hmm. festival promoters, because we're somehow we're always in like direct. Contact, contact with the actual, with, with actual higher-ups of the, of the festival. So, like, we see very close up the amount of work um, that it takes in, in order to put on we, a festival. We, we witnessed, a lot. We witnessed John Mayer's arguing with uh, Kanye West's manager. Right. Yeah. About the shit show that we want. I'm not going to repeat that story now. But, but about the shit show where Kanye basically didn't go on. He didn't go until like four o'clock in the morning. Like the sun was coming up because they were just in brief. It ruined, ruined the light show. Because they were waiting for the light show to be right. 
and the sun order, came up. And then the sun came and up. And the sun came up. And Kanye didn't understand <laughs> that the sun's more powerful than his lighting package. Than his ego. <laughs> his ego. Yeah. Uh, he's Kanye was like, I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop the rotation I am of the, the Earth. Sun. And I we were and we were we were Stop in, rotating Earth. And we were in a trailer. Everything will fall around me. I am the sun. Earlier that day, we were in the room with the booker of that festival, of Bonnaroo. Right, that's talking right. Talking and screaming, frankly, at, at Kanye's manager about it. And 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 so we've got a you know a, uh, I wouldn't even say a bird's eye view. I mean we're we're yeah we have a we have a little bit of a unique close up perspective on that kind of stuff. It's just not easy the logistics of dealing with um, an issue like this. A cancellation of this magnitude is a very difficult thing to deal with. And and you well, know that, that's coming. Of time this is too. coming from somebody who's like a hyper critical. That's right. From a political standpoint, like I, I just, I. Jeff, under- the last thing I was going to do was going to be snarky about this. No, no, you know no, I mean? no, right, exactly. Like, I mean, I just, boys. I understand like how how much work that is going to take. It's going right. to take a lot of work to think through what the right thing to do is here for uh, a fickle public. You know, in a social media atmosphere that's, that's right. hyper local, that's right. where in a in a music and everyone town, feels like they have ownership of the festival. Everyone feels that they got their freaking thing to say and that they own that festival in their heart and soul in exactly. some, some kind of way, be just because they live or are from New Orleans. Or they wear that fucking crawfish shirt. Good lord! Them. Like more like more than any other festival that you possibly. And they wear can. that white zinc on their nose. Boy, there is so much. And they talk. wear that straw hat. There, I. And because of all no those things, festival and their cracks, no festival promoters, and they the, always show up for Jimmy Buffett. No festival promoters in the country have, have that kind to, of pressure. Have to endure that's right. the kind of the kind of blowback that the promoters of the New Orleans Jazz Festival do on a local level. I couldn't, Nobody, I couldn't agree more. No, and one. not just that, but the people who travel here every single year feel the same kind of ownership. That's right. You know, they from, sure from do. Places afar. Oh my God! You should see the the message boards just blowing up and people like gloating about. You know how uh, you know sadistically happy they are with the fact that like all of these people who spent a lot of money to go see the Rolling Stones, maybe for the first and last time in their lives, you know, are like deprived yeah. of that experience, and they so wanted to see that, you know. And it's like, folks, just don't be, be just, so quick to be, be happy about well, people's misery. Well, it's not that. It's like think of all the people that were going to get employed for their whole national tour, and now they're well, sure that well, there's that as well. Shit out of luck yeah. too. Folks, just sure. Just, just yeah. try and be. You think about the working man. Try sure. and be nicer instead of having a hot take. Yeah, just like you know, have some empathy about the situation. Just have some empathy. Like a lot yeah. of people are really disappointed. There's no winners in this situation. No, no, no. Like don't act like you're winning because empathize uh, with yeah. someone. No like, one won in the outcome of. Yeah, this. no, no, exactly. I mean, you you know. know, and there's no way to avoid it either. It just empathize for someone like me who has like. It's a shitty. It's a shitty goddamn situation, and sure I wouldn't. Is. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, and I feel for those guys. And I do feel for those and guys. And I think, I think Matty G would have been on this podcast tonight had all that shit, shit not gone down. I think he would have as well. And uh, I want to thank him for even for considering Consider it. for considering coming. And you know on what? It, you know what his first question was when I asked him to come on. He was like, "Yeah, I'd come back on." This is the first thing. The second thing was like, "How's Jeff feeling?" Yeah, yeah, I, I know. And and those guys have been like that the whole time. Like it's it's a. You know they're they're great to work for. Also, shout out shout out <laughs> I mean, to shout out to Matthew McLean from Monkey Presents, by the way, who sent me an email just today. It was like, hey, I just want to know how Jeff's doing. Oh, nice! And I sent him an email. Oh, that's I, sweet, I gave man. Him, 
you know, Monkey That's Presents is sweet. The, they're the speaking of music, they're the largest uh, music promoter in the Pacific Northwest. Sure, another. Um, promoter that's hired me for lots of stuff where I've got sure. inside looks at like a day on a different level where Absolutely. They're, they're losing like $45,000 on a Doobie Brothers show because 2,000 people showed up instead of five or whatever. Like I've seen that. I've been in the trailer I know. when that happens yeah. and yeah. how calm and collected and cool they are. I mean, but, I mean, I just, so I just want people to understand this seriously that this was years ago that I went to this festival in Coney Island, right? Yeah. And they had this guy who got up there and uh and it's not like some big festival, right? But they they have money, you know, like it's New York, so there's wealth around every corner, you know. And uh so I have this organization and they do no, I'm sorry, Brighton Beach Festival, right? Yeah. And uh close to Coney Island. And so they do the Brighton Beach Festival, we go down there and uh Brian Wilson is playing, right? Yeah. And this guy who is the promoter or the organizer from the the committee that put this thing together, because it's like kind of like a local committee, just gets up there and he's like, okay, we got, we got Brian Wilson to play for you this year, but we wanted the Eagles. <laughs> you know what I mean? So New York, you know what I mean? Like, like he doesn't give a shit about like Brian Wilson's feelings. He's crazy. It doesn't matter. You know? And he's like... Uh, He's like, I know everybody wanted the Eagles, the Eagles this, the Eagles that. This is how he's talking. And he's like, but I want to tell you something. If anybody in the audience can come up with $750,000 in order to pay for the Eagles, then we'll get the Eagles next time. And we don't have a problem getting the Eagles, and everybody's going to love the Eagles then. But until we have $750,000, we're not getting the Eagles. And then he's like, Brian Wilson, everybody. Brian Wilson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the legendary Brian Wilson. I mean, oh my he, God. that's what he that's what he said. But I but oh, I, I thought hope about he started that. with love and mirth. Now look, seriously, like that was that was years ago. That was years ago after Katrina, so it's easily like 11, 12 years ago. What what's the price now? You know, it's like a million two, you know, or something like that. I mean, it's gone up astronomically because right. That's where everybody makes their money now is in live performance. Oh, oh yeah, no, so, I think they were paying like each one of the stones almost like what, like eight or ten million dollars each for. So if I think about that in terms of a movie, right? Which the 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 rule back in the day was like whatever the budget is, you to make a profit after you have to make three times that in order to, and it's probably more now. You know, um, three or four times that has to be made back. So your ticket sales have to cover. Say it's a million, right? And the stones are way more. So it's like a million five. So multiply that times three and that or four. And that's what you got to make in ticket sales. Right. In order to make your money back. And then, you know, so like, you know, that's that's what these festival promoters are well, facing the, in terms the, of a risk. The margins are so thin with the And risk. the margins are thin. And the reward isn't that great. Like in the early days of Bonnaroo, and again, because we have friendships and professional relationships with those guys that the festival can look like a great success at 70,000 ticket sales right <laughs> but they lose money if they don't get to 80 you gotta have the last 10 you gotta have those last 10 that's right that's where your margin is that's where your margin is because it's so thin that's right your margin's so fucking thin that's right so you can yeah. you can throw this incredible professional 
experience for fans. Everyone can be happy. The weather can be great. The artists can be happy, and you lose your fucking shirt. And you lose your because shirt. you didn't sell those last yeah, ten thousand yeah. tickets. That's right. You know, or you break even, which nobody wants to do. The music industry you know? is so fucking hard. Well, another thing is like you don't want to break even because the prices just go up every year. You know, so like the idea of being profitable is not just about greed. It's not to say that we don't know people who are making a lot of money. That we do, right? And, but at the same time, it's like you have to make some. Some of that profit has to be socked away because you just have an incremental increase year after year, risk after risk of, after risk, and in terms of uh, how of your expenditure. Oh, totally, you know? totally. So you have to be prepared for that on some level. So it's not just about you know, we get to eighty grand and everybody you know has a big fucking party and well, we're throwing money bags on top of the crawfish well, let, let me give you another, backstage. Uh, another anecdote: and the the promoters have to because of the future relationships to be a promoter. When you have a big win, you don't get the kind of margins that you would expect to have for a big win because you have to compensate the artist for that big win above and beyond the contract that you sign with them. And the reason you have to do that God damn it, is, 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 wow. is for the future relationship with both the agent and the artist. Right. Not just the artist, but the agent. Yeah. So that same promoter that lost the whatever amount of money on Doobie Brothers, yep. you know, uh, signed Coldplay before they were on SNL. Please tell me it's not going to be Coldplay. What do you mean? The replacement band. Oh, God, Jesus, hopefully not. Because Coldplay is like number four oh, really? of the biggest bands in the world. Really? Yep. Well, so Coldplay was just breaking, and Monkey Presents, who broke Nirvana, in fact. I mean, Nirvana broke themselves. Look, we can't get the promoters the credit, but Nirvana, uh, Monkey Presents was the first. Well, Sub Pop Records and all that. But Monkey was, was like the first promoter who booked him for live shows. Right. Sub Pop being the record label. Right. And um, so they came across, they did this with Adele as well. Monkey Presents was fast on Adele before Adele broke. Mm. And so they had to like rejigger everything like in terms of the venue and stuff like that and renegotiate the contract and yep. everything. The, with the Coldplay thing, they signed a deal for X amount of money. It was the most successful like show they had in this venue, like oversold at 8,000 plus. Yep. And they made shit tons of money, hand over fist. And they still had to give 85% of the profits to Coldplay even though the contract only guaranteed like 60% less than that. And I'm kind of, you know, these numbers aren't totally accurate for right. y'all listening, yep, but, yep. but it's something along those lines. Right. So the promoter always has to do by the right by the artist, but then gets fucked when they sell 2,000 fewer tickets than they thought they were going to. That's right. Now, sometimes the artists are cool <laughs> with saying, we're not going to make you pay our whole guarantee. That does happen. Yeah. Right. right, right, right. Like the artist feels sheepish that like the Indigo Girls just sold sixteen hundred tickets instead of four thousand, and they're like, oh. But let's be frank about the level that we're talking about when you're talking about the Rolling Stones. Right. I think the Rolling Stones have one ask. Oh, it's guaranteed. They have one ask. They have one guarantee. Right. And I even think a portion of that is non-refundable. You know, just for the idea of the rehearsal time that's taken place beforehand, and and that. You know, you know, just the fact that you're you're reserving the time of all the of fact these people. that you use. I don't their, know that the that's fact a fact. That they, the fact that they used your likeness. I don't know if Jeff, that's a fact, but I, I don't know either. But I, you know, based on contract negotiations that I do in my daily business now, sure. I assume on a very small level with developing artists, um, I feel like probably there was a non-refundable clause in there. 
of a portion of a portion yeah. just to use the likeness yeah i think that just that's probably to say, true. just associate their name with the festival and if something happened and this is something that i texted you the act of god clause can we just get rid of that I think they can invoke that. I think they can invoke that. No, I'm just saying, why do we have to have God in contracts? (laughs) Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I mean, we don't need to have that word in contracts. In contracts, we have a thing. There's like the indemnification, and then there's like due to cancellation, due to things of acts of God. And that's actually, I've signed about a thousand to two thousand contracts that invoke God. In them, and I'm. I don't know. And I'm an atheist. And I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist, but I'm also an English major, so like I get it. I just get the whole like personification (laughs) of it. Like I mean, what else would you? Like I mean, it's you know something beyond our control. Active nature. Active nature. There you go. Done. I don't know why it has to be God. I don't know why it's that big a deal. Because God could speak to you and tell you not to perform. It's a tradition. No, he can't because there is no God. No, I'm just saying someone could could make that claim is what I'm saying. Yeah. I wonder if there are. Okay, then what? Are are we just really supposed to believe that this person has God speak to them? I could get super high on mushrooms and feel like God's talking to me and then say I can't perform. Yeah, but we'd also, I know you would admit I'm high on mushrooms right now and we would just say that's not God speaking to you joel which do you think that's jeff telling you to shut the fuck up and get off his couch joel shut the fuck up and get off my couch (laughs) this is god (laughs) you're on god's couch now bitch i'm on god's couch (laughs) that's the name of my new blog god i love the echo man i'm on god it's always good for a gag dot com i'm on god's couch you're on god's couch now dot com Yep, yep. MJKJ. Mole Joel knows Joel. Mole Joel knows Joel. Whole Joel, Mole Joel. <laughs> so, uh, so look, we. I just want to say we wish uh, <clears throat> we wish our friends over there at the Jazz Fest best of luck yeah, right. with everything. And I know that they're going to get us sorted out. Of course. I know that there's, there's always going to be, as they know, these cantankerous uh, people who are going to, uh, you know, t- take the massive piss out of the jazz fest for whatever the concept is that comes about to replace it. But I can tell you this, that um, there may be a chance and I don't want to speak out of turn, you know, look out for the local acts. Like you said, Joel, that are going to be playing there. And, and you know what, that's going to be, that's going to make for a great day. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm trying yes. to jockey to get Ego Jubilee to be in there. <laughs> Dude, get Ego Jubilee in there, right? Let's get Ego Jubilee. Get, closer. Get closer. Get, get James Martin's band. Lanyap stage closer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we make this like a big like social media push? Yeah. We need a hashtag. What need, hashtag do we, we need? We need a social media intern. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm still waiting you're to get paid for producers, so good luck with you that. Might be, you might be moving into talent now. I think you're moving you know? there. I think that's yeah. officially happened. Oh, shit. That's going to go we, to his head. I think we just crossed the line. He's got a lawyer now, Joel. Exactly. He's got a lawyer. Jesus Christ. We're in trouble. He doesn't yeah, have my fun. injury attorney will really get be good with the uh, show. I'm yeah, just, with some I'm entertainment just, uh, I'm negotiations. I'm just now realizing that Spencer can't take notes about the podcast and be talent <laughs> at the same time. This just happened because I didn't feel comfortable This giving. is the best Spencer double podcast. Totally. that we've done like ever ever, ever. yeah 
And just because he's I didn't, all over the I mic. didn't feel uncomfortable dropping weed and like whiskey on my new computer. I was like, you know what? Well, the, the whiskey discovery. went gone pretty quick. We I think that. also that the that I give myself some credit about the new my articulating arm uh, microphones that we have here. Yeah, which they're are, nice. Are freaking great. I think that it changes the whole dynamic. It's right. a game changer. You know why? Because because his hands are free now. Right. His hands are completely free. He doesn't have to hit, hold the handheld microphone. That's right. This is what I was talking about. These benefits. That was here. an issue. But these are un, you know, we unforeseen benefits. Yeah. That we never, we never could have like. I don't know why I'm grabbing my head like Richard Lewis right now. <laughs> you but, are doing that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's the bald head. I like to, I like to feel my bald head. I bet you do. I bet that feels good. It feels really good, man. Yeah. I have to say, yeah, it's kind of, it's so free. It, does huh. my bald head freak you out a little bit? No, like it, you like really epitomize <laughs> the egg and egg yolk jubilee. <laughs> yes, that's right, man. I just take a photo of my head, <laughs> put in a superimposed egg. Superimposed, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's with, great. With a, with a crack down the middle. I didn't imagine that. I always thought my pate was like awful, you know, and it was going to be bad, you know, but. Then people are like, no, you no your head looks good. You got a good head. Yeah. You got a great head. I got a great head. Very ovular, smooth. <laughs> ovular and smooth, yeah. I, I, sha- I shaved my head back like in, I don't know, 1991 or something, and it was a bad look. It was a bad look. No, I have like craters, you know? I have good hair. What's so the actor I- that they say you look like? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> you got a giant Ryan Reynolds head, man. Yeah. It's a big Reynolds. actor head. It's man. a big actor head. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why you didn't take try your hand at some acting, man. You know? It's not too late. Yeah. It is yeah, not. It's, no, no, it's no, 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 too, no, no. It's very no. too much late. No, you got a full head of hair still, man. You're good. Dude, it's you growing. It's even getting fox. better. My hair's getting softer. It's it's good, man. Kind of letting it grow out. Yeah, it's got that pepper look, man. Yeah, the yeah. salt and pepper. Yep, the salt and pepper thing. And it's super soft. I think you could pull it together. You have could, wonderful hair, Joel. I could probably pull it together. You got some gray in your eyebrows I now, gotta, too. I, oh, your eye, yeah, no, your eyebrows. Uh, the, uh, do the curtains match the drapes? I got to learn how to enunciate. <laughs> I have a nice, like, glossy bronze uh, pubic hair region. You mean gray? Huh. No, bronze. Silver? No, goldy bronze. Dude, you know what bronze is like, right? You know. I know, but your eyebrows tell a different story. I'm just saying. Your eyebrows. I've got great pubes. Don't. As the eyebrows go, so do the pubes. No, the only reason I haven't shaved my pubic hairs is because I got good pubic hair game. I don't think that's a thing. There was some. That's definitely not a thing. There was some question about the eyebrows, man, and whether or not the chemo like gets the eyebrows. And I'm still, I still got them, you know. But I have to say that I feel them. Uh-huh. Like on a, every morning, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. kind of be like, just and I'm to like, check in, and then it, it, it feels kind of fine, like finer. You know right. what I mean? I'm like, oh my god, I got the eyebrows good. You know why I think yeah. about that? Yeah. Because of the Chechenian character in Barry. Dude. Oh my god, I love him because he doesn't he's have so eyebrows. Much. He's my favorite, and he I don't is. want. And did you see the new episode? It's fucking oh great. Oh my god, Barry One is of the best maybe the best show, show on TV right, right now, man. Period. Yeah, and the Chechen's such a great part. It's just so well written, man. So good. The great deadline, you know, where he comes in and he's like, and what he he's like "Have you not heard shell. of Harry Carey? What the baseball announcer? <laughs> you need to leave my house. <laughs> leave my house now. It's so good, Henry don't Winkler. Worry, he's like what shell. is? Why? Why? This is my message to Henry Henry Winkler. Why have you deprived us all these years? Like, oh, what were ability. you doing? Right. What were you doing? Henry Winkler is so good on Barry, and immediately, immediately won the Emmy. Right. Like hands down, mm-hmm. everyone's like Henry Winkler is incredible on right. the show, and I just I'm <laughs> like, 
all never these, won an Emmy before. That was what was never really won surprising. an Emmy before, and only sporadically acting here and there, and you know producing things or something. Night Shift was great though. Night, but I mean, how many fucking years ago? It was nineteen eighty three or something like that. <laughs> right. For crying out loud, yeah, that was know? more Michael Keaton than him. I mean, too. I mean, you got to really reach back, you know, to like get into the meat of that guy's career and like pushing seventy, or he is seventy, he or was seventy one. The Water Boy, he was, he really stole the Water oh, Boy. He, he did do that, right? So he's had a few uh, little. Uh, he he stole cameo the, he stole the Water Boy, but now he's fully back. And it's just like a revelation, man. The guy is just so good in every scene, for crying out loud. But that, that character that looks like you, the way that character is drawn, the Chesnian. Oh, yeah, the Chesnian, yeah. yeah. The fact that he plays, like, goofy and vulnerable and then comes down as a hard ass on occasion. Don't fuck with me, Barry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's diabolical. It's just diabolical. The way that he leans into Call me a fuck yeah, that's not very cool, Barry. <laughs> exactly. That's not that cool, Barry. <laughs> not very Don't chill. You and all your friends go bye bye, all of them, <laughs> right? right. Exactly. And he's getting all serious, exactly. That's and he's fucking saying. serious. And that's where the diabolical stuff he's like, comes in. Don't you know? I'm telling you, what you have to do. You know, he tells. He's like, he's exactly. Like, don't oh, fucking. You don't come here and say no to me. I'm the boss. He's like, I'm gonna. He's like, I'm gonna goof around. I'm gonna goof around. spoiler alert earlier. He's like, I'm gonna. I don't care. You know, everybody's watched it by now. You know, yeah. If you haven't watched it, I hope so. If 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 like ninety five percent of the time time he's coming off as like a vulnerable goofy guy and five yeah, yeah, percent yeah. of the time he just throws the hammer down it's a genius character man because yeah. the other thing too is that he knows exactly what the fuck is going on he's kind of Constantly. a genius he's kind of right? a genius everyone thinks that he's a chump exactly that they can get over and he's on. acting like that. and he goes into the meeting with the crazy woman who's like she's from the other cartel you That's know right. from south of the border and she stabs herself in the hand and then he fake laughs about the whole thing blah 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 and he immediately Says can we gotta, see we gotta kill her. he can see that I gotta get rid of this because this is another but he doesn't let the other guy know and he immediately goes to Barry and he's like, you have to kill her for me. You know? And it's like, he's kill, a genius. And then he's like, kill her for me or I'll kill all your friends. Yeah. He's like, he's a fucking genius. I know your vulnerabilities. Right, right. Bar- yeah. Barry. Yeah. Barry. And then he acts like a goofball all and the he's time. Like, so I everyone we're friends. So everyone underestimates him. That's yeah. the idea. You know, you act like a goofball so people underestimate you and then you bring down the hammer. And he's also like a psychopath in that way because he's, oh, like, sure. he's like, the requirement for his friendship is that you have to murder people for me. <laughs> right. Okay? You understand? I thought we were friends, Barry. And you don't do this for me? <laughs> right. You know? It's like right. you have to go kill this guy. Yeah, but he is in order for us to be a hitman to do that for him. I know, but Barry doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. He wants yeah. to be an actor. <laughs> but but, but, but he's, he's acting like the judge. He's asking. What's his name? What's the character's God name? God damn it, man. It's, it's just such, such a good, good show. show. He's <laughs> so good, man. Yeah, so yeah. we got any uh, Game of Thrones predictions for... Oh boy. 12 days. Can we not go down in the game? Can we what, save no, that for now? Can we table that for next week? You're not going through we the can hole. table it for when next week. When does it premiere? 12 days from now. So we can we can table it for next yeah, week. Yeah, we can. And we can we probably talk about some of the insanity, some insane political shit to round this out if you wanted to. Also, you know? well, I've got a dog out of the week. Oh, we wanted to t- <laughs> to tell the story, man. That, oh, you got a dog? Go with the dog out. Come on. What do you got? Chicago. Chicago. Oh, wait. The, the Damn it, I turned city. the wrong one. I'm still not getting used to I'm not totally used to we this got new console. Equipment, folks. Okay, go. Chicago's dial hot dog and deep dish pizza. And five guys hamburgers. And self-identifying with your local food. See, and projecting your greatness on others. Exactly. Based on that shitty food. Okay, so we came to the conclusion the other day that <laughs> 
people people from Chicago have this head trip about the fucking Chicago hot dog, which is the most ridiculous thing which ever. Which I enjoy it, by the way. No, I like eating. I know that people like it. Like I don't. I'm I'm not like. Oh right. Like basically, it's like this. Chicago is like here's uh, our food identity is uh, a hot dog dressed. Right. I mean, it's it's essentially like if we said po boy, you want it dressed? Yeah, dressed. Right. Yeah. That's what it is. And they're like, this is <laughs> this is our identity, as opposed to like this is the problem that Chicago has being like second city, exactly. traditionally because they do so many things that are Dude, over. They have such a middle brother complex, overcompensating all exactly. the time, right? Because all New York has to do is say like, no, we have like the hot dogs that pop, that taste great, and they're all beef, and we got a tradition of this, and that's why our hot dogs fucking rocket, you know, and yeah. they're a little bit longer than other stuff. All you do is like dress it differently. A little bit. You put a pickle and tomato. I have a pickle and tomato on it, and you're like, it's a Chicago hot dog. Picks. Don't you like a Chicago hot dog? I'm like, it's what? What is it? It's and a, by the way, if you think got something's... Got a pickle and a hot dog. And, and a, in case you're tomato. like everyone in Chicago that thinks New York pizza isn't good, we've got this deep dish thing for you that like... That's a, a nice, shit ton of dough. It's 90% bread. Sauce. Well, can I just say that? 90% all hot bread. Dogs, all hot dogs kind of suck. I agree with that as well. and But... So, hot dogs are just garbage food. So, so you're in already general. starting with something sucky. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're I don't st- know why we have to be like, which hot dogs better? They all suck. You really just don't want a like, hot dog. I just don't no, get a I agree, hot dog. I agree. Look, here's the thing. Now, Even- when it comes to pizza, I don't have a problem with deep dish. It's good. It's usually a fuck ton of cheese. That's fine. But New York is a thousand times better. Of course, yeah. It's a th- I mean, nobody's going to... I'm just not going to say no to pizza in general. Only somebody from Chicago would double down on Chicago exactly. deep dish pizza. That's it. You know, because they're like, no, no, it's my identity. It's my oh. identity. You know, it's like, yeah. like just please, like, guys, you got to let go of that and find some of those. Like, I was telling Joel, even if, look, even a, what is it called? The, the Philly cheesesteak. To me, it's not a great sandwich, you know. It's like cheap. It's okay. It's okay, you know. It, it can be oh, made. I love a cheese. No, yeah. I'm not saying. I look. I would eat if like if I went to Philly and went to the best, and I have been to Philly and gone to like a really great cheesesteak thing. And of course, you're going to order it, you know. But at the same time, I'm not like. It's not like it doesn't compare to like the best po' boy that you can have in New Orleans. To me, you know. I mean, we got 17 different fucking sandwiches yeah. in this town. A po' boy isn't just one thing. It's a it's a entire range for crying right. out loud mufalada is one thing but you know we, was it, I think. all right so that's that's my point it's like but philly at least you can say it's an individualistic thing that was yeah. invented and is unique and idiosyncratic to this city which a hot dog isn't so we were told and i were just like musing about like why are Ch- chicago people like so hung up on this idea of like the chicago hot dog and the deep dish pizza it doesn't make any sense to me so that's the initial dog out of the week the second one is the crazy experience that i had at five guys right uh uh, hamburgers so i've never been to five guys before and uh just listen to the last podcast folks i'm going to direct you to that you can hear the first part of the story about the crazy sort of homeless guy who wrecked his bike and it felt not right so i didn't really help him out and because uh, it was just kind of kooky the way that he responded to his wreck, even though he didn't hit his head and it, it wasn't that bad of a wreck. And uh, so I went to Five Guys and like I had like the cra- craziest order experience, man, where the girl didn't she just didn't listen to anything that I said, you know, and I came in with the order that everyone has ordered that or Americans order 20 million times a day all across the country, which is like I want a cheeseburger and a small fry. 
I just want a cheeseburger and a yeah, small is, fry. Yeah. Cheeseburger and a small fry, right? And it says hamburger and cheeseburger, the first two items on the menu, right? And I didn't look at anything else on it because I, that's what I wanted, right? And then after that, they have all these little hamburgers, right? And so um, she goes, okay, she reads me the, the order back and she goes like, okay, so drink. <laughs> she's like, a drink, uh, medium fry, and little hamburger, little cheeseburger. And I didn't understand, like, is there, is there cheeseburger just called little cheeseburger? Because I didn't understand there was a smaller version. Well, and the bigger one's too big, by the way. Cause oh, I, it is? I, it well, is? because I lived in D.C., <laughs> and that's where Five Guys is from. And we were talking, and I was like, dude, the, the, you have to, like, upgrade to the big burger. And, dude, if you eat one of no. those... You have no, to, the only you have difference is like the little hours. ones, one patty, the regular ones. No, they're ones both two, two. patties. They're two. They're both two patties. No, that's no, not no. True. She asked me if I wanted two patties oh. on my non-little little burger right. that I didn't order, <laughs> and I was like, and I didn't understand that either because I just said, I very clearly just said cheeseburger, and and it felt like that thing where they're trying to upsell you at the sure. It felt like an upsell, which I hate. I hate an upsell. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I already know what I want. That's and, what I'm talking about. And Five Guys is already so expensive. The undecided line and the decided line. Right. You know? That's what they need. You know what you want. This is the revolution that I've come up with. Nobody can take this. Copyright Jeff Duville, 2019, trademarked, right now, undecided, decided line. <laughs> right? If you're decided, you it, means, it means whatever... There's not com- a, you don't have a question to ask. You don't get to ask a question. Not only that, but literally whatever comes out of your mouth is the thing that gets made. And that's it. And that's it. And you don't get to dispute it. Yeah. And you have to, you have to say it the way that it's written on the menu. Yeah. You don't get to like say that thing with the cheese on the but thing. But also, Joel, Joel explained to me. He said... He was like, oh, you only go to have five guys for some crazy reasons because they have all these toppings. Which I didn't understand because they have. All I've never topics. been. Yeah. I, I've never been before, you know, and I didn't know that about Five Guys. I just was like, I just wanted a cheeseburger, cheese right? right? Exactly. Because Bud Broiler's closed. Because Bud's Broiler isn't around anymore, and it's the only burger <laughs> joint mid city, right? You know, so I was just like, please, just give me that. And uh, so, uh, and he says, no, 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 no. If you say cheeseburger, it means little cheeseburger at Five Guys. And I said, but on the menu it says cheeseburger, and he's like, no, you have to let them know. That it's not little cheeseburger, it's just cheeseburger. Even though it just says cheeseburger that on the menu. It doesn't make any fucking sense, but Joel explained it to me, and apparently it's true. So if you say cheeseburger at Five Guys, they're going to give you a little cheeseburger. So you have to redact that with a double down that says, no, I don't want the little cheeseburger. I want the big cheeseburger. I want the one that just says cheeseburger, like I said. But I'm just making it clear exactly. that I want the cheeseburger. Exactly. Right. And then you have to say. And you have to also say, I wouldn't, I don't want a drink. I didn't. And here's the thing. At, at a certain point, I just, because I don't give a fuck because I have cancer now. I like, I just, I just started laughing a little bit. And like doing this. Like, I have a cancer, so I'm an eyeless now. No, she, she said, she said, uh, she said, do you want a drink? And I laughed, and I, I was like, I was like, no, I was like, I didn't say that I wanted to drink. Like, why are you asking me if I want to drink? And she's like, she's like, oh, drink, okay. And I'm like, no, I don't want to drink. Come on, man. She's like, medium fry, and I was like, no, small fry, <laughs> cheeseburger. I had to say it like six times. Anyway, so I stepped to the side, and then I had a, I had to call Joel and fucking complain to Joel. 
So I just had to rant. It's a Larry David moment. It was like a Larry David moment. You know what I mean? And and so I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here. So I yeah. ranted to Joel, and as I'm ranting to Joel, in this eight minute span that I'm in there, like coincidence. It was coincidence, a long conversation. I have I have you know uh, there's three people in the city that I don't care to see ever in my life again. You know, and they all happen to be my former business partners because they tried to rip me off, and and. He, the worst of them comes walking in while I'm there with his whole family, right? Oh, no. And I'm just like, oh, God, Oh, did no, he know man. how to order? I'm like, oh. Like, like that That got piled on, right. you know what I mean, where, where I'm just like feeling these bad feelings in my right. head, you know, of like, I won't even get into it. But, but that, that, you know, so it's like, it just shows you like, so it was like crazy homeless guy off the bike in the craziest ordering thing that has ever happened to me at, at a fast food place where it was just like nothing that I came out of my mouth <laughs> registered with the person behind the counter. And then my worst enemy comes walking into the fucking store at the same time. And Jeff, you're a good communicator. I can attest. Yeah, I don't you're think that... You're a clear it, communicator. I don't think that... No, I'm in the decided line. Exactly. You know, like every time I'm in the decided line. Like, you know, what Derek was saying in the last episode. Like, I know what I want before I get there. Right. There's no hemming and about what I'm going to no, get. There's no question asking, what do you recommend? Yeah, what do you recommend? Can you show me? Oh, what kind of uh, milk do you use in the latte? You know? that. Da, 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 da. Is it grass-fed? Let me ask you this. I'm how, not asking those questions. <laughs> how was your meal at Sue uh, Zemanic's so good, man. restaurant? So good. Called Zazu? Zazu? Let me look at Zazu? Zazu. Right? I don't know. That that's the name of the bird in the Lion King. I that's all I know. <laughs> so tell me about the mill and I'll look it up. Um I had uh I had some kind of fish when I was there and it was terrific. Cuz it's like fish and fresh vegetables, right? That's kind of the That's bag. yeah, no. There were some other things too like there uh there was like a ravioli that uh Tracy had. That was terrific. And I had another appetizer, but I'm just not remembering right now off the top of my head because he kind of blindsided me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, sorry, sorry about that. Um, I, you know, but no, uh, it was great. And it's like uh, they did a great job on the interior of the restaurant in order to make what was a weird layout in that place. Like um, the door to that place. You can imagine this house right here. Yep. And that if the door was on the left-hand side and it had a corridor that you had to go down before you could actually enter any of the main rooms. And that's the way that it was laid out before. And so she got, she must've got an architect to come in and redesign the place. And so they tore down the wall, but clearly it was a structural wall. Hmm. So they had to leave some of the posts there, right? you know, but they just left the posts and, and behind those posts, they put booths. You know, so it was a really clever way of uh, utilizing the space, I thought, you know, and and that opened up the room nicely. Um, But it's small, you know, and um, Trace and I got in because we just called on that night and they were apparently they were just booked. Did I get the name right? Zasu. It's Z-A-S-U. Zasu. Yeah, Zasu. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, Sue came out and said hi, you know, and, and, you know, it was as uh, congenial and, and lovely as she I ran always into is. her on the second line a couple days later or the next Sunday and she's like when are you coming in so I can host you so nice <laughs> that's great and we should go you know yeah. um, and what else can I say man I, I, I think it was I think it was terrific it's a 
you know, it's a relatively small menu, you know, I mean, so you're not, you know, it's like 15 you, items. Yeah, it's about 15 yeah. items or yeah. something like that. Everything's made well and it's all good. And, uh, and we had a terrific time there because, uh, just, you know, you know, dealing with this ordeal, you, uh, you, you know, you get to a point in your relationship where, you know, like we just realized like, like, man, we haven't like, you know, we got to do some stuff for ourselves. You know, like and, we have to and, stop talking about cancer and yeah, the, yeah. and the bar in Baton Rouge and the morgue and the fundraising campaign and the and just like chill out and go have a good dinner. Yeah, and be with <laughs> a, and be with each other and be with each other in a present way. Yeah, in a yeah. present way. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. And so um, she was all about it, and I was all about it, and and I'm all about that in general in terms of like this whole thing, and that's why we're going to D.C. Uh, on Thursday, so we'll be. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going up to nice. DC, so I'll be in touch with you a lot, man. Because I need, I, will... I need some recommendations, man, for uh, DC. Man. Well, I've got all the recs. I, I know also you do. Have the people too, and you have the people as well. I mean, you, right. if you guys wanted to have happy hour with the former mayor of uh, Portland, I could set that up. <laughs> okay, that's Seriously. cool. No, I know that. Like I Sam, know. Sam Adams, Kinley, and my ex girlfriend Val uh, get together and have like happy hour. Like, there's some Friday. seriously good deals on the happy hour oh, stuff, dude, right? It's yeah. amazing, and the brunches, yeah. the brunches, the happy hour and the diplomat yeah like that's just that's the, great the shit god i wish i could drink man sometimes you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> i really wish that i could man totally. i'm so on the fucking wagon i'm just gonna have to do some weed you gotta do the thc you know? and like do like maybe thc cocktails <laughs> like do like make yourself a bubbly cocktail with some fruit in it like dude, some fruit throw juice, some like some <sighs> grapefruit juice like dude. some grapefruit juice some bubbly water and some THC oil. I might, which, which Sam Grayson, shout out to friend of the podcast, Sam, Sam Grayson. Yeah, friend of the good life. Is, good life, thank you. Yeah. Is uh is sending you and me both uh some spe- very specifically cancer related THC tinctures. Oh cool. Yeah, that's like a CBD, oh, that's right. C B D THC yeah. blend. Yeah. That should be in I think by the time you go, let's just hope no one from law enforcement is listening. And you just make, right and you just make like a little. They don't know where I live. And then you just make a little. I'm, I'm, I'm having to my work address. Oh wait, no, it's yeah. um, Lucky you got that Arizona license. <laughs> totally. Wait, shit, <laughs> shouldn't have said that. Fuck. Um, <laughs> give him way too much information. So Florida. We so made, yeah, that's we, what I recommend. Florida. Like, you go to the Le Diplomat, and while Tracy's having a really nice, like, succulent glass of red wine or whatever. Yeah, yeah, bag, sure. You know, for that nice, like, <laughs> they do the mules frites, you know, the mussels and fries. Oh, I fucking just, love that. It's insanely good. And they do the best, speaking of burgers, the best burger I've ever had in my life. All right, we got to go. It's 19, We're going. It's We're $19. Yeah. And it's basically, $20 burger, it's, it's basically like the Big Mac, it's but it's so <laughs> elevated. And Wheeler gives me shit. Like, how can you pay for a $19 burger? I'm like, you've never had And the fries are exquisite. Cool. And, and the service is amazing. And one of the last times I went there, I sat across from Malia o- o- Obama. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, which I've talked about on the podcast. Why before. do they give that woman a hard time? I don't know, dude. Good she's, Lord, she's, man. She's, she's like a good person, she's, you know? Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? She, <laughs> you know, this whole fucking celebrity bullshit. Anyway, that, that's a tangential thing. I love these microphones, by the way. Even when uh, Spencer's off uh, mic and mumbles to himself, it picks it up a little bit, which is kind of cool. I'm all about that. But no, Joel, I hear what you're saying about uh, DC, man, and I'm, I'm going to be leaning on you heavily. And the name of that place again is the diplomat with the La Diplomat. La Diplomat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. La means the 
in right. French. <laughs> right. So it's a French bistro, <laughs> right? And uh, so, so it's not the Le Diplomat, <laughs> right. which I made the mistake of saying a few times. <laughs> hey, do you want to go to the Le Diplomat? It's law. It's just law. Leave. Exactly. Now, you know what law is? The first two letters of leave. And I will say Get this: out. I've never had. That's not even I've, right, though. I've probably eaten there a dozen times. It is. What are you talking about? L E. I've probably uh, eaten there. I thought you were saying law, like L.A. You're walking on my punchline, dude. You're killing it. Spanish. I've probably eaten there 18 times, and it's the best service I've ever had. It's that perfect service. Okay, all right, we're going. We're going. And it's totally casual, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, well, and also, here's the thing, is that uh, Tracy has a good friend up there, Carla Carla Loeb. Uh, Shout out to Carla, who just uh, moved from New Orleans to D.C., so uh, she's a, a lobbyist uh, of some sort, uh, advocate for uh, solar power up there, you know. So, yeah, yeah, good. She's probably well, having a rough time these days uh, with the current no, administration. No, of course. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll introduce you to Sam Adams <laughs> and some of these other folks and these uh, lobbyists and stuff that I know up there. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I uh, Who knows? I might. Uh, I just applied for a job to work on Pete Buttigieg's campaign. Oh, you did? Really? I did. Huh. I put in my application. You like the Buttigieg. I like the Buttigieg. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I like the Buttigieg, and I know that there's some... It's not Buttigieg. It's not Buttigieg. That's the worst fucking thing, <laughs> that mistake say. that you could make <laughs> is, with his name. pronouncing his name on Buttigieg. the <laughs> Exactly. I mean... I could call it Booty Judge. Jesus. Booty Judge. <laughs> but I'm kidding. <laughs> Folks, this is an entertainment show. I, I thought it was pronounced butt gig at <laughs> no, first. come on, dude. And then I was like, that's a bad one, too. Like, it's, it's horrible. It's Buddha gig. And it's, no, Buddha Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Buddha guy. Yeah. And thank you. Buddha guy. Uh, but I like that guy a lot. And uh, he had an open call for, uh, and I was like, why not? Well, on Bill Maher, on how Bill Maher, he, uh, he said, uh, he said uh, it's Buttigieg, just like it's spelled. And Bill Maher was like, yeah, I'm not so sure about that, pal. <laughs> well, the other thing, though, is he came back at Bill Maher in a way that people don't come back against Bill Maher. You know, he handled himself and acquitted himself nicely. I don't have anything against the guy at all. You know, right. it's just that, uh, um, you know, I haven't, as I've told you, my candidate has yet to enter the race. I want to see Stacey Adams get into That's right. it. Abrams. Uh, Stacey Abrams, I'm sorry. And uh, she, uh, in conversations with people who are like, you know, Bernie types and maybe Buttigieg types and whatnot, um, and people who are Hillary uh, people um, who, you know, very much want to see a woman elected, myself included. Me too. Um, I unabashedly say that that is one of the reasons that I want that. You I know, mostly... I just I, think women need... a More we, than we, more than We need to else. be led by a woman. It's more, so, more than anything you know, else. Now. <laughs> more than anything else, I want to so, see a, a female president. More than anything else. And... Look, man, two of my favorite... But, but I'm sorry, can I complete my thought? I'm sorry. Yes. Is that she uh, bridges a divide that I haven't seen in any other candidate so far. And and that, I think, is, like, super important, you know, because, totally. like, that's, you know, clearly the Democratic Party needs to come together behind somebody because there's a lot of division, you Good know, because... God, there is. It's ridiculous. I know, it it's is. It's confusing to me. It is kind of ridiculous um, at this point. My two favorite recent... This is relevant. My two favorite recent television shows were created, produced, directed, written, executed, starred by women. Yeah, well, I mean... Russian Doll and uh, Shrill on Hulu. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you, you told me about so Shrill. I'm just, I haven't I'm checked just it saying, out yet. like, you know, like, this male comedy-dominated thing is stupid. At some point, it's just, like, too much. No, of course, that's ridiculous. And, yeah, you have a whole generation of Apatow comedies. It's fine, whatever it is. But, like, suddenly you put women in charge and shit gets better. That's all I'm saying. You know, I, I just think, look, 
uh, there's just certain things that men are pre-programmed to close themselves off to. And a hefty amount of that has to be a shit ton of issues that are important to women. That's right. <laughs> you know? Totally. And, and that is the reason why nothing has been done meaningfully. And people who don't look like them. In terms of like... and, and we're The sitting, lack of empathy amongst And we're just males. sitting on the precipice right now because of the way that the Supreme Court disaster, because of people fucking up, not uh, voting for Hillary and getting upset uh, uh, with uh, our friends on the left in the last election and blowing it, um, which has happened like three times now or four, um, when, when you really go back and look at it, uh, is you know, has put this country on the precipice of having like something like half of the states uh, outlaw abortion. There, there's like 16 cases right now that are, that these lunatic Republicans are pushing for, um, in order to outlaw abortion. And we've got, you know, Neil Gorsuch, who's essentially a Nazi on the Supreme court. You have Neil Gorsuch, Nazi, you have Clarence Thomas, Nazi, you know, remains to be seen if, uh, if the ra- the rapist is a Nazi, the right. second rapist is a Nazi. Second rapist, probably and he is. and he he's shown Nazi tendencies already, yeah. you know. So like, like are we gonna live really in a world in a United States where women have to go back to that? You know, this is why we need a woman to be elected exactly. president of the United States. Man, for crying out loud, man. We need to outlast Clarence Thomas and take over the Supreme Court and shut these fuckers down. Well, we also really just need RPG to keep on trucking. How, I mean, how insane is it? I know, I know. You know, and that's a that's a super concern. Like, all the Democrats have to live, <laughs> you know? Oh, and, especially uh, her. And and so that's, that's like, you know, so for me, it's Abrams. You know, I, I want her to do it, and I'm glad that she got... You know, there was all this talk about her, this early acquisition by the Biden team of Abrams as the vice presidential candidate, which I was like, why would you give away uh, the best years of your life when you can win the presidency um, to a guy who's as old as Joe Biden? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that move was all about removing her candidacy, candidacy from the realm of possibility because people know how much potential she has. Sure. And uh, and so for me, that's where I'm at. I want I want her to toss her hat in the ring. Um, I like that. I like Kamala Harris too. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I there's a I handful like, of the candidates and, and, and that and Liz, I think are Elizabeth fine. Warren. I mean, one of those three. And uh, yeah. You know my position. And I, and I like no one over sixty. And I like gay Pete. Yeah, yeah. I like. I like. I don't. I wouldn't refer to him in that way. But myself, <laughs> you know. And uh, the, but I probably shouldn't. The, considering the, the, the opinions of uh, the people expressed on this Trump show are, up referring to him uh, are not reflective. Of the are other not guests. reflective of the other guests or the other hosts on the show. Gay but, war. Gay war veteran <laughs> Pete. Yeah. Well, I mean, great. I, I think. I think that you know he's got. Just, you know, Pete. Here, here's my here's my thing about him, man. Uh, that I would give you that gives me some pause. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Why would somebody who has only run a town of a hundred thousand people think that they can handle the presidency? Wanted Sarah Palin run for vice president. Wanted Trump run for. President. I don't. Think, wanted, okay, hold on. Forget about any. Forget about Republicans because they're crazy. Forget about them. Why would you think? Why would you think that you could do it? Well, it's an hundred thousand. It's, it's, it's an executive position, and obviously to a the scale. It's, five it's, it's, trillion it's a, it's dollar scale, budget. It's a scale issue for sure. Yeah, you know. Yes, that is a scale issue. It is a scale issue. Yes, I, I get it. Um, Barack Obama had been a senator for two years before that, and not done shit. 
<laughs> well, no, I think he's running in order to like more make certain. He's still a senator, you know. He's still got for two changes. Yeah. I just think he's running more for like certain voices to be heard and more, you know, push the party more to a certain platform. That's why I ran for office. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that he can't do the job. You know, I mean, he that's seems something to, that a lot of people do. He, yeah. I, I, I just want to toss it out there, you know, because that is something that I, I want to be. You know, I'm that person who. Cuts through. To, I think of myself as like yeah, but a person who cuts through the cult of personality. So if, what, if people are like on board because of so a cult what, of personality, let's talk well, about it's intellect. Why it's, it's intellect? I don't know it's he empathy, definitely has the intellect. It's thoughtfulness. Yeah, it's empathy. It's compassion for me. Right with Pete. Right. Well, and certainly he could round up a lot of fucking votes in the uh, mid. My thing in the right Midwest. now is electability. Totally. You know. Well, okay. My big thing is is. Uh, electability twice. Exactly. You know what I mean? So let's get rid of the old Because we need to get rid of fucking Clarence Thomas, you know, and we need to outlast him, and he's the next guy. You know, so, like, that that's what needs to happen. And and you got to have somebody who fucking can get elected twice. The youngest of the ancients that are running um, will be 75 years old if she gets elected president by the time, from the day she takes office um, in the second term. Elizabeth? Nobody, yeah, she's 69 years really? old right now. Fuck. So she'll be 71 when she takes the oath of office in 2021. That's too old. You see what I'm saying? It's just too old. So you have to like, and, and people are like discounting it. You know, good friends of mine, you know, David Lindbergh. It's just a number. No, it isn't. You know, no. like you can't have sex with someone who's 16 legally. Well, I mean, when did R- Ronald Reagan lose his marbles? You, you know, like there's just so many. In his 70s. There's a retirement age for a reason. There's a retirement age for a reason. Yeah. Like, I mean, Bernie is going to be 78 by the time. Like, literally, our seriously. Boy, our boy, Matthew. Shout out to you, Matthew. But you want he, a president who's he, 86? He, he emailed me. He's like, I'm, I'm Bernie all the way. Well, good for him. You know, I mean, if he, he's sticking with his guy, but can whatever. His guy just a, 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 can his guy just write the agenda? Boy, but doesn't have to run the country I, day to day? Listen. Can't we make a distinction in the Democratic Party about our elders who write the agenda? and change public policy without actually being the people who have to work 14 hours a day? Joel, I just want to say this, man. These fucking, yes. Um, the Bernie people, man, are going to get... I'm, when I tell you that him, gonna, him being... They're going to get butthurt. Okay, so first of all, <coughs> they're going to get seriously butthurt and they're going to have nowhere to hide because they don't have Hillary to blame it on exactly. this time. Right? So what's going to happen is... Um, the Republicans are going to unleash the dossier that they have on Bernie as things go on. They haven't done it yet because they didn't need to. Well, it's too early, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to you don't want to blow your wad, you sure. know, before um, before it's super effective. But as we go on, if if this stuff about Biden sticks and he starts falling off, and it becomes a two way race between let's say Kamala Harris or a three way between Warren Harris and and Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders becomes a clear front runner. The, a guy that's been in Washington politics for you know a good twenty eight years now is going to get it, it, like all kinds of things that you don't know about Bernie are going to come out of the woodworks. Yep. And I know that people are going to listen to this right now and hate me for saying that. They are. But the thing is, is that it's the truth, and and these people are completely unprepared to hear. 
what is going Bad to be days. said about about Bernie Sanders. That's right. That's right. They are not prepared for it. And it's coming. I mean, there's a reason that he hired like an HR team to come in to overall his There's a reason campaign. why he hired Paul Manafort's business partner right. in the last election. Right. And wanted to hire him again. Right. You know, Paul Manafort's former business partner. Right. Like that's a killer. That's not some fucking like guy who's like there to uh, you know, again, I, lo- I like have his, cocktail I like, parties I like, I like, after the fucking. You know what I mean? I like, like his policies. That guy, no, I like the policies, but the guy's yeah. playing hardball. Exactly. You know what I mean? And they're going to play hardball back. Exactly. Like, if you think that Bernie Sanders isn't playing the Washington level politics behind the scenes, and like you just don't know your own you're candidate, an, you don't know your candidate. You have you're new to well. Poli- I mean, that's the reason he's you're new been to politics. In- you're new to politics. The reason he's been in Congress for as long as there's a reason that he's been in Congress for as long as he's been in Congress. That's right. You know, that's the, exactly right. He knows how Spencer, to win. Spencer, everybody. You know? He knows how Shut to win, up, but I don't strong. know if he knows how to win on a big level like that. You know, so we're gonna see. But I mean, once they, I mean, what happens when they're like, you know, Bernie, uh, you know, fucking went over there and gave that woman a kiss. He gave her a kiss. So where are we? The gold slopper. Where are we at on time? Uh, buck nineteen right Should now. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Should we do some right plugs? Now. Uh sure. Let's do it. Spence, what you got? Buddy? Oh, I still got nothing, guys. You got nothing new <laughs> from last episode? No, no. In that, what have you been in doing? that hour and a half, what have you nothing been doing new has happened to me. Don't give away Spencer, I just want to say that I'm glad to show. I'm glad to have you back, man. I'm glad oh, to have thank you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time, man, and we were worried about glad you. Glad to get the computer out of your hand too. The, yeah. the talent thing is coming through i think you know with the microphone being suspended in front of your face like that it's just brought out a new spencer that's right right if i can compliment myself probably spencer was there the whole time he was yeah but now yeah we the just didn't have the, we didn't have the mechanism to yeah, allow yeah. him to shine through yeah yeah i mean it's one of those things you know that's what 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 makes a good director in hollywood is like you can the, make him faster stronger better that's right. you just need the technology we just we did that that's you know right. exactly six million dollar six million dollar spencer exactly. over there <laughs> Which isn't a lot of money these days. No, it isn't that much. You know, when you talk about sponsors, six million dollars, not too much money. That's right. You're my favorite. We're not asking for too much. You're my favorite tech. (laughs) So uh, I've got one plug. Uh, Instagram, my cat, music snob, gives me shit. Instagram, your cat. Yeah, it's called uh, the handle is Susie Graham, because her name, her full name is Susie Cat Graham Bell. Nice, because she's a music. No, star. that's pretty good. Yeah, and she's really cute. She like has learned to pee whenever I pee. I'm gonna sit down, pee here, everybody. And so, so does she pee like on your lap? No, she pees in her litter box right next to me as I'm peeing. It's just like the golden pubes, like, like something cue. we don't need to know. Like, on cue. Yeah. I, I think people need to know about the golden pubes. Um, I have this weird thing that whenever I, I'm feeling frisky. Speaking of cats, this, this doesn't sound like a plug. Pardon no, it doesn't sound like a plug. I, I will, as I'm getting ready and grooming myself to go out, and I think, oh, you know what? It's been a while since I've had... Why are your hands so low when since, you're like since I've had handing a, out that you're grooming since, yourself? Since I've had like coital sort of a, a coital experience. Sex? Yes. So I'll I'll trim up with scissors, not like a... and I You're not sw- like a full-on showman or nothing. So like 90% of the time that I do that, that I, I don't know if it's just something. It's that, egomania. It's something that I'm feeling. Something I'm feeling. Definitely. In the, it's something I'm feeling. I don't know. It's a cart. It's a. It's a chicken and the egg thing. I'm not sure if it's the fact that I got shaved up or that like, that led me to have a coital experience that night. Well, or, what is the feeling that it provides you with? 
or, or if it's the confidence that it instills in oh, me. Oh, it conveys confidence into you. Right. So I don't, yeah. but I just have a feeling. I'm like, you know what? It's been a while. And hey, I just, if it makes and you I, feel just, confident, you I'm should going do out it. tonight. I'm going to this show and I'm just going to tighten up that area. Dog, you should try cancer because and you don't even need a razor. Nine out of ten, exactly. <laughs> nine out of ten times, I end up having. You like thought a, LASIK was expensive. A, a coil, try chemo. A coil experience. <laughs> so my cat knows all about this. It's Susie S O U S I E after the Susophone. Oh, that's pretty good. Graham G R A H A M after Alexander Graham Bell. You are. Uh, like one letter away from Susie from Susie and the Banshees. Ah. You might consider that, too. Okay. Well, it's already done. You weren't really a goth. It's though. already done. I'm you were never, never a mall goth. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. But she's cute, so check it out on Instagram, folks. Uh, Egg Yolk Jubilee will be playing at the French Quarter Festival on April 13th, which is a Saturday at the Esplanade in the Shade stage, which is on the southern end of the former U.S. Mint also known as the Mint. <laughs> the Old Mint, ladies and gentlemen. Are you on, we'll the, be are you on the fish fry stage? That, no, the, we're not. Uh, Derek Smoker Freeman is on the fish fry stage, ladies and gentlemen. Go check him out as well. Um, but we're going to be putting on, uh, we got we got at least one new tune for you, you know. Word. And uh, we're going to put on our show there. And it's, I, you know, I got to say it's one of the best stages at the French Quarter yeah. Fest. I think it is. Because nice. there is the shade thing. You get to sit in the grass. Everybody's having a good time. It's kind of a family-oriented kind of thing, which is perfect for a band like Egg Yolk Jubilee. For sure. So you can come in there and for sure. get rowdy. Yeah. And, uh, and have your kids sit on the blanket when you're getting rowdy. You know, it, like, like we're, the, we're a good band for those like beer places that allow the kids to be there where the That's parents right. are like having three or four beers and getting kind of drunk. That's exactly right. That's the kind of band we are. Yep. We're good for that. So, all right, folks. That's your sweet, uh, it's a, that's your sweet spot. <laughs> that's a good life, babe. Com, Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. Uh, we will catch up with you next time as I try to work this phone and punch in my code and end the podcast. Yeah, you're right.